Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. everybody is i'm so happy to be in studio again with my buddy ron hobbs ron we're back together again uh, there's somebody in the stereo st- studio other than me you see aerosmith is in studio <laughs> anyway welcome everybody this week this is angels radio am 830 kla and chronicles and good morning southern california great to be back in studio with ron you did a fantastic job ron uh, we'll see if Rick complains. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Anyway, um, great to be back. My name is Sergio. I'll be your host. Your co-host, Mr. Ron Hobbs, director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome back, Sergio. Thank you very much. My dear friend, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys, and welcome back, Sergio. Thank you, my friend, and uh, thank God you didn't say Cotta. <laughs> welcome back, Cotta. Now, that you know that that dates us, Ron. Oh yeah, yeah. You just you just uh, uh, completely puzzled about half the audience. All the millennials. Yeah. Well, I I actually had to look it up. I googled it. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, and then the earthworm is here. None other than Mr. Andrew Mack, the resident earthworm, six feet under, maybe six and a half feet under, because he hasn't been in studio. Yeah, he did a for, pretty good job. I got yeah, him at five and a half feet. He hasn't been in studio yes, for a while. So anyway, good morning, Andrew. Good morning, sir. Good morning, everybody. All right, and of course we got Mia, who's not here. Okay, so uh, let's get moving. All right, um, uh, I really want to touch on saltwater, okay, because everything went crazy, of course, the last two weeks. There were two weeks I wasn't here, and we will get into that. But really quickly, take me on a freshwater run here, Andrew. All righty. The catfish in the Southern California are biting very well. Santa Ana River Lakes just had a full load of catfish on Thursday, um, again, guys that are fishing Friday morning, going into Friday night, doing the 24-hour pass, they're getting uh, limits, if not near limits. Um, and there's every week fish over 20 pounds showing up. Big blues, big channels are getting caught. You know, And, again, if you catch a big one, take a good picture with it and throw it back in the lake. 
Um, Sam and River Lake's been doing very well uh, on the Cats. They've also been uh, had a had a good showing of the tilapia as well. Every couple weeks they throw in a, a good load of tilapia, and uh, guys are getting them on night crawlers, uh, either inflated or under a bobber, or um, or just letting them sit there. Uh, from there, Mountain Lakes, uh, they've been doing pretty good. They've been stocking every week with a thousand pounds of fish. Uh, 500 each will each lake same kind of deal with them they're soaking cut baits you know cutting the bite on occasion uh soaking the shrimp um in like a, a some guys are using like a special kool-aid mix um the catfish are biting very well there the uh the san Bernardino county regional parks uh glossy Glen helen and those they're stocking 575 pounds each week um guys are catching them all week uh good sized catfish in the probably the three two to three pound range um, let's see. So from there, if you guys are looking for trout, uh, Big Bear Lake, uh, they've been doing very well for trout, uh, more so on a boat than on shore. Uh, I know they've had uh, algae and stuff on the shore, so as the sun comes up, it's getting a little bit harder to get them on the shore. Um, but the guys on the boat, when they're trolling uh, or drifting night crawlers or power bait, uh, they're picking up a good amount of trout. Uh, some guys are still getting limits. You know, back and forth, they're getting the limits. Um, down at uh, uh, Gregory Lake, they actually have their yearly derby uh, set for next week. Um, I actually talked to them yesterday to see if they are stocking. They told me that they're not stocking, but there's plenty of fish in the lake. Um, so it's definitely going to be a tough one, but it should be a fun one. I mean, there there is plenty of trout. You know, I have a feeling that anybody on a float tube or on a boat is going to have more of an advantage uh, than getting them on the shore. But We'll see what happens uh, for the update uh, next Saturday. Um, let's see. Excellent. From there, uh, um, you have uh, um, uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather. Uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather, the catfish, the catfish action has been has been really well. Early morning and uh, uh, in the evening bite, uh, guys that are catching them over there by Catfish Alley. Uh, they're getting them over around uh, dock 10 to 15, and then they're also getting them uh, right there by the jetty. Um, same thing, soaking cut baits. Cut mackerel, cut you know bonito, cut shrimp, uh, either soaked in the bite on Cajun, or any kind of uh, um, like a blood bait or, or a garlic bait. Um, the let's see the Sierras, the Sierras are doing pretty good. Uh, the BFFE uh, Foundation has been stocking uh, silver or um, uh, the upper and lower Twin Lakes and Bridgeport, uh, Little Virginia Lakes. So the fishing's been really good up there on the bigger size fish in like that three to five pound range. And then uh, the occasional, you know, eight to maybe nine pounder will show up uh, around Silver Lake and uh, those kind of lakes up there. Other than that, it's been pretty good there. Um, I say uh, let's go check out uh, our favorite lake uh, over there at uh, Lake Elsinore. Now, Lake Elsinore, um, they've had an algae issue last weekend, uh, but I've heard it's starting to get better. Um, it's, it, things are starting to clear up and it seems like the fish are biting. I don't know if it's because, you know, people were kind of staying away from the lake for a couple of days or what, but, uh, a family, um, actually sent me a bunch of pictures the other day that they went uh, in the evening time. And what they were doing, uh, was cut bait, you know, sitting there on the shoreline. And, uh, there was a father and two and two sons and, uh, they caught over 25 catfish which they caught and released everything. And some catfish were in the one to two pound range, but about half of them were in the five to 12 pound range for the biggest of the day. Excellent. And uh, and they, 
Yeah, it was it was excellent fishing. Uh, you know, right there off the shore. Um, that's the uh, the Dela Cruzes. You know, you got Jason, uh, Jason and Nathan, mm-hmm. um, and oh, uh, you know, they were slaying it. And and what they told me was a catfish bite was going off. So if you guys are looking for some good nighttime catfish, you know, evening time, hit the shoreline of Lake Elsinore. They're getting them. You know, they're also getting the wipers all over the place, you know, on uh, uh, cut baits to night crawlers to even hot dogs. Um, guys are getting them on bobbers. They're getting them on just soaking on the bottom, you know. But, again, they have to be 18 inches to keep. But don't keep them if they're 18 inches. If they are, take a good picture so we can see it. But let them go. Mm-hmm. Let them go. Let them get the five, six pounds because – they're in there for a reason. They're in there to, to, to eat the little carp, all the babies that come through. They're trying to keep the carp population in check, and they're just they're very good for the lake. Uh, and and a very a very excellent game fish to uh, play mm-hmm. with um, once they get a little bigger. So absolutely. Hey, I'm also um, – I am almost there. I'm trying to get uh, Rhonda's Mustang in showing condition for – uh, for this afternoon, this evening. Uh, remember, this is the last classic car show uh, for the city of Lake Elsinore down Main Street. Uh, it's t- tonight, at, it's, I believe it's 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. I'm really wanting and aching to get this car over there. We just got, we just drove back into town yesterday, um, so we didn't get a chance to do much yesterday. So today, if I have enough time, I'm going to go and just finish her up. It's not going to be absolutely perfect, but it should be good enough, you know. So um, um, it'll be good, okay? It'll be good, okay? So uh, the big thing here is... Uh, tonight, get over to Lake Elsinore and check out this uh, car show, 6 to 9 p.m. down Main Street. Um, the idea, believe it or not, if, if we cannot get the Mustang ready in enough time, then what I'll probably end up doing is um, head over there with Rhonda and just go check out all the cars. If you don't have one, don't worry about it. Come out and check them out. And then check out one of the local cuisines okay i mean they got two awesome mexican restaurants there i know ronda's favorite food is mexican food so we're probably going to head in there grab a quick bite and then check out all the cars so that's tonight down main street in lake elsinore so um it's all good yeah is this with uh with any car it has to be a classic car for a certain year um, you know what? Remember, it's, it's it's like a sock hop theme tonight. Okay, so ladies, uh, poodle skirts, and guys, uh, think of um, uh, Henry Winkler in, in Happy Days. Okay, so you put on, was it jeans, a, a white T-shirt, and a black leather jacket? That should handle it. And slick your hair back with a little bit of gel. You should be good. Ron, with your ponytail, I don't know what you're going to do, but maybe you can do an updo. <laughs> Uh, oh god all right uh, guys i'm not dead because he's on the other side of the i'm getting oh that oh that look holy cow okay hey just something i want to point out make sure if you get to lake elsinore okay during this time where this algae is in bloom okay it's uh we don't want anybody getting in contact with that water okay so 
Uh, just try to stay away from that. Um, just let's wait it out. It's going to get better, okay? And we don't want anybody getting sick, okay? So let's just promote all the other great things about Lake Elsinore. And that's the wonderful thing. Lake Elsinore, Ron, we, we, we go over there and not always, we don't always go to the lake. I mean, you and I go to dinner over there. We go to lunch over there. We go see our friends. And then you got the casino. We got the casino. You got CJs you got eat CJs. over there. Just, oh, yeah. There's so many things. And then the bowling like alley, okay? Yeah, uh, pins, pins and pockets. And, pins and pockets i mean if you guys uh, want a major arcade place that, that yeah. that's that's the cool. yeah it's the kind all right so um yeah it, it's all good and then it's uh 70s and older please on the cars uh that's where i'm getting from uh jonathan here so yeah it's going to be a fantastic evening so if you get a chance get down there and you know what just just go and and check it out i know you know andrew has no idea what 70s are like okay um and, and I, <laughs> i'll bet she doesn't even know welcome back carter okay now, and let me say something and I, please don't take this wrong okay but i'm sure a lot of our listeners will understand uh, the, i think the reason the the youth of today is so unhappy ron is because their music sucks compared to what we had we had Zeppelin. Trust me, I got. I, I know. I, we, I got a lot more reasons than that, but <laughs> that's one of them. Yeah. So uh, you know, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. So um, just get out there, okay, and make it happen. Okay? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, get out at Lake Elsinore. You got so many places to to do things, and um, you know, when it, when the, when the lake does get back to normal. Get out there and get yourself a yurt or an airstream or, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. or get yourself your RV out there and hook up and yeah. stay. And, and keep in mind, almost all bodies of water. Yep. Okay. Are, they all, Big Bear has algae bloom. They all I'm have. They all have problems. So, they all have issues. Uh, so you know, just let's be patient. Yep. Let's get through this and let's bring it back. Okay. All righty. Let me uh, bring it around. Thank you for that. Uh, the breaking earthworm news okay much appreciated <laughs> all right andrew what i want to do now is i really want to move into uh salt water you've got some great information yeah. that you've been posting and i uh, got steve carson on the line and ron just had came back from the enterprise great trip i'm going to call it the week of the dorado so when we come back we'll get into this this is angel radio ama 30 kla this is angler chronicles it's in your blood Underneath the storm and umbrella saying Sitting with the boys It takes away the pain Up and up Up and up Angels Radio AMA 30 Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. 
Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And like I mentioned, um, you got myself and Ron Hobbs, Steve Carson, Andrew Mack on, on the show today. And I do have a special guest coming in right around 6.15. Very special guest from the other side of the of the country. And we'll, we'll be talking to him in a little while. Um, we'll keep that as a bit mystery. But what I want to talk about is what's happening. Okay, and to say Dorado week is almost an understatement, especially here in, in, in Southern California. You know, it has just gone crazy. In the last few years, Ron, we saw a lot of bluefin in our front yard here, and now the Dorado have taken charge. So Mahi Mahi, that's another name for Dorado, also dolphin fish named in the East Cape. I mean, excuse me, in the East Coast. Um, so with an estimated top speed of... 57.5 miles an hour, Ron. Yeah, this fish is very aptly named as mahi-mahi, which in Hawaiian means very strong. No, not very fast, very I strong. Really? I know. But think about it, Ron. When we when we hooked up on these things, uh, the way they pull, yeah. you would think it's a bit much bigger fish yeah. than it really is. Um I know these fish are coming in in various sizes. A lot of people are saying, let the little ones go. Mm-hmm. But let's let's understand this particular fish. And Steve, I want you to jump in here too, Ron, and even Andrew. Uh, these fish Wait. are very, very unique. I mean, they only live up to five years. That's it. Up to five years. They're sexually mature within four to five months. Okay, and they spawn every two to three days throughout its spawning season, releasing something be- somewhere between 33,000 and, 60, and 66,000 egg, eggs each time. Okay, and its spawning season could be year round. Okay, so keep that in mind. All right, now um, th- this fish gets to about six feet long, and, and folks, it goes from a little you know, dink. I mean, miniature size. Steve, I mean, they're probably what, um, I don't know, I mean, half an inch, quarter of an inch long when they're born? Do you have any idea? Uh, no, but like any fish, when they're first hatched, they're pretty small. But yeah, they grow faster than just about any other fish. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a big one, you know, one of those big bulls that you might catch down around the East Cape that's, you know, 40, 45 pounds is only about 18, in, 18 inches, only only about 18 months old. Mm-hmm. They grow slow. Well, which makes them very, very good for anglers because they have to eat everything they see. Right, 
Right. Although they've yeah. been kind of, they've been kind of, you know, shaky. I mean, Ron, you were on the trip on Thursday on the Enterprise. Yeah. Well, and you said they weren't, they weren't biting everybody. No, they didn't do it. You had to actually work at it. Uh, in fact, a long soak actually got bit more often than just throwing it. And they were right under the boat. I mean, thousands under the boat. And uh, we got over 100, and we did a pretty good job. But, um, you know, they were they're pretty finicky right now. And but and I've never really seen it. Usually when they bite or they're really on the chew, uh, these were actually just short biting. They were uh, if they did go after a bait, they were just getting the tail end of it. And a lot of guys would, you know, oh, I'm on and I'm on and boom, right away. It's off. Pull the bait on and it's shredded from halfway down. And but it is pretty incredible to see what's going on out there. And, you know, I did some research on these, and the smaller Dorado will travel together in schools up to 50 individuals, okay? And the larger adult fish travel alone or in pairs. Uh, one of the things that we learned, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago, Ron, we went down to the East Cape. Remember, and we, were, we were bringing in a Dorado, a male, okay, on the troll. And uh, the captain says, quickly, quickly, drop a bait, drop a bait. And the females come along with uh, it, the male, okay? So um, when you get hooked on a fish and they're coming in, keep your eye out. Get a bait ready. It might be time to drop one as, soon as this fish is coming in. They will follow each other. So, again, back to the older adults, um, they're, they're, they travel in pairs and harems, if you wish. Okay, you can. it's not rare to see a, a male with two or three females. Okay, and the smaller ones, which I think is what we see here. Now, mine, smaller. Let's define smaller. You've been seeing fish run in the, I would say, probably as small as five or eight pounds to about 15 pounds yep. off for, and I'm, folks, I'm talking just 15 miles from our coast. Okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, right at the drop off. Okay, so um, that's huge. And up, um, we're going up north. I mean, I know that some of the boats at the Marina del Rey reported. Um, yeah, they were Dorado down up there. where we were. The uh, couple of boats from Marina del Rey were there, mm -hmm. and uh, everybody, everybody was on. They and just... you were right off of Palos Verdes, right? Yes. Okay. So, again, uh, very close to home. But I think what we need to do is is, is get to know this particular species, why, it, why it's here. You, most of you know that I don't favor uh, eating fish. However. Mahi Mahi, Good taco. amazing tacos. And one of the trips that we did to the East Cape, they we took the Dorado we had caught that day, brought it into the restaurant, yeah. the Bayview, and they prepared like three or four different ways. Remember all those sauces, amazing. And I ended up eating nothing but uh, Mahi Mahi that night. So the good thing about this fish, very edible, very light. Um, and it's not too fishy, yet fishy enough for the taste. Uh, do you use sashimi, uh, Dorado? You, you can, but it's, you know, yeah, you can. But, no, I don't usually. Uh, or is it better cooked? I like it cooked. I, I, actually, I like, I like uh, made with uh, ceviche made with it as well. Ceviche, yes. We've had um, that as well on the right, boat, so um, I'm prepared. But, yeah, I like it cooked. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, let me see. Carson, you want to add anything about the Dorado itself? Well, yeah. One, one thing is they've got teeth. They're not barracuda. They're not wahoo. They're not sharks, but they do have teeth. Yes, they do. And Ron mentioned that uh, that that freshly arrived or currently migrating Dorado can be finicky, just because they're locked into their into their migration pattern. 
once they settle down, they're pretty darn stupid. Um, that is but true. But a very, very useful thing for two reasons uh, for Dorado is fluorocarbon. Uh, a, because if, if they be a little finicky, it can, yeah. it can help. It's less visible than mono. But not everybody realizes it's also more abrasion resistant. And sometimes it can just be that difference where if you, when, when they're biting the right line, if you hook a, you know, a 15, 20-pound Dorado on 15-pound test, it's jumping around, it's running, it's going crazy. It can bite through your line and you'll lose it. Whereas uh, fluorocarbon is, again, just abrasion resistant enough to resist their teeth long enough for you to get them in the boat. Well, I will say a couple things, too, is... Um when we were trying to explain everybody about when you hook one is real, don't pump. Right. Um, because a Dorado loves to jump. Um, actually, the fish that won the jackpot never came out of the water at all. In fact, it went deep, which is really weird. But it was Not also... As other, here's another fact I found. Okay. So you said deep, okay? Uh, they like to live in depths up to 279 oh, feet. Okay, so near the coast and offshore. Under floating objects such as large ships and large floating mats, including obviously yeah. kelp beds. Okay. They well, and the other t- the other key was, I uh, believe it or not, I got all of mine uh, on a number four hook. Mm-hmm. It was this very small hook, even though the bait was um, quite big, solid sardine size. Yes. Okay. And um, but the floral carbon was actually a pretty good key. There were people using mono, which is great. And, I, you know, I didn't really pay attention if they were getting bit off. And, but Steve's correct. It, uh, it is much more abrasion-resistant. Uh, uh, and that was the key, just a nice, steady reel. Um, and uh, once you – you had to let them – like I said, usually Steve's right. They're stupid. But for some reason, you had to let them, kind of like a tuna, you know, count to three or four or five and let them run with it. Uh, and then, but don't jerk it back. Don't do anything. Just start reeling and reel it in by steady flow. Yeah, I mean, uh, Steve, I think it, this is kind of like fishing a trout, right, when they jump. Um, especially, I, I, don't, I haven't had a lot of trout jump on me here um, in the States. But in, in Argentina, these natural ones will come out and they will jump out of the water. Same thing with the freshwater uh, Dorado. They will jump out like crazy out of the water. And, and the key to not losing those fish is to keep your line tight. Yep. You got to have a bend in your rod. Okay. And when they jump, they're jumping, they're moving their head, they're trying to spit that hook. It's something is in their mouth, it bothers them. Okay. I can't say it's pain because. Scientists are still out there. Some say yes, some say no, that they have the ability to feel pain. Um, I go with the scientists that say no. The brain is so small on a fish that it doesn't have the capacity uh, to, to handle pain. It only has the capacity for spawning and eating. Okay, That's pretty much the only two things that the fish are designed to do. So, um, But, it, again, it, it, it bothers them. They try to spit it out. If you keep it nice and tight... They can't spit it out. Okay, so um, and now what? What? What's unique is we were fishing what three weeks ago on the Ocean Odyssey, maybe a month ago, and we were down um, in the Mexican water area, and we and I remember um, uh, Rick, Captain Rick Scott saying, "You know what? Throw forty, throw sixty at them. Use a number four O hook." And I'm going, "Okay." That's a bit much for me, and yet you, here you're having to use a number four, not yep. four o, number four. 
guys. And number four was a what was a medium anchovy hook back in the day. So um, maybe they are shy. Uh, did line uh, thickness uh, was that an issue? Twenty pound. Twenty pound that was for you. The rule of thumb. Uh, anybody that went bigger. I mean, there were probably people that went bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody, in fact, we had a couple people at 15 pounds, and they were doing real well with it. But, you know, the fish aren't enormous, so you could, that'll handle it just fine. And you know what? The rule of thumb is go as big as you can to get get away with it. But uh, this was a I, – I had better success on 20 pounds, so – and I I, I I think the fact that you had a 100 Dorado yes. on a local boat right. is absolutely – Astounding. It is amazing. Not only are the three quarter boats getting them, some of the half day boats, boats are as well. So, yeah, out of Long Beach. Hey, hold on to that thought, Carson. I got to go to break here. This is uh, Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. We come right back. There's a lady who's sure all that glitters is gold. And she's buying the stairway to Angels Radio. AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back. Everybody on Angels Radio, AMA 30KLAA. This is Anger Chronicles. And a little reggae, it seems right, because uh, you always find Dorado in these areas where it's very tropical, warm water. 
They seem to thrive, but we've got them here in Southern California. This is a phenomenon. Um, Steve, you, me, Ron, and, and, and the earthworm have been discussing. Um, we've had almost a decade now, okay, of unbelievable fishing. I think it really started back in, what, 2014? We started with the yep. first segment of this quote-unquote El Nino, which I think is a lot more than just El Nino now, okay? And uh, we've had everything here. We've had Wahoo. Okay, think about that. We've had, obviously, now Dorado in, in very high numbers. Tuna's been a staple, the bluefin. Uh, the yellowfin had been a little bit further south. They're beginning to make a showing. I mean, it's just been, the, obviously, the yellowtail. But a yellowtail, you can say, well, it's kind of a local. Okay, but um, unbelievable fishing. And the, the point is, this is when you need to be out there. And if you're going to be out there, uh, you want to make sure you catch a fish. Now, I know there's a lot of you out there who think that they know it all. Well, good for you. Because I watch you, and you don't get as many fish as you say you do. And you know who you are. So what we're trying to do here, we, we, don't, we don't consider ourselves professionals or anything, but we've been doing it for a very, very long time. And we just try to pass on to you the things that will make the difference. For example, Ron's telling you these particular fish are finicky. When they become finicky, you take what Steve Carson said and you take what Ron said and you put it together. Small hooks. Why small hooks? It doesn't stick out of the fish. It doesn't look so weird. And the fish will actually, a sardine will, fish, will um, swim a lot better with a smaller hook in its nose. Okay? And then you've got the fluorocarbon. All right. There's a lot of reasons for that. Number one, it is more abrasive resistant. So when they chomp down, like Steve say, they have teeth. They won't cut you off. Okay? At the same time, it's better, lower visibility of the line so when they get finicky you want to give them the lighter line give them the fluorocarbon give her a small hook and the one thing that nobody's said yet and i'm going to make sure we mention because i say it all the time is the bait that you use guys you can't go to the bait tank and squeeze every single bait that you see in the bait tank and leave the rest of us you know damaged bait you need to go in there scoop it from underneath do not squeeze it to kill it again as an m m more it should melt in a fish's mouth not in your hands so when you open your hands and you got you know 15 20 scales those are scales that came off the fish now it doesn't look good to the the dorado or anything you're trying to catch so you want to and what you want to have your rod underneath your arm the hook in your hand you're, depending on your left-handed or, or right-handed, then you're going to scoop up that bait and quickly, almost right there in the water, pin it on its nose, and then grab the line. Don't grab the bait. Grab the line, let it dangle there, and quickly let it out. Then, here's the other one. You don't always have to do a monster cast, okay? Sometimes when you fly these sardines up in the air, think about it. When they come down, water is not that not good. I mean, uh, water can feel like cement for these uh, baits when they hit. And they, they hit, you, 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 they don't act right, okay? You knock them out. So I would almost say, you know, try the pendulum motion. Put your rod up straight up in the air. Put the bait pretty much where the where the uh, reel is. So you're, you've got about anywhere between seven to eight foot of line hanging. And just, you know, toss it out easily, okay? As long as that fish decides to swim out, 
and that back to your boat is, is actually, you're actually in good shape. Now, the bait swims back to the boat. What do we do, Ron? Train it better. In other words, yeah, pull it in, <laughs> get it out before it gets everybody right. in a tangle. Get it out of there. Get it out. Once it learns where that structure is, which is the boat, the boat acts almost like a uh, like a kelp patty. It's all. It's just running for structure. Yeah, it's right. for shelter. Okay, so it goes for shelter. Once it learns where it's at, it's going to keep coming. You don't toss out a bait twice. You, you know, and there's guys that are listening to it. There's guys that caught the fish on uh, bigger hooks and stuff, but everybody that I know is we're not using anything more than a one o. But most everybody's at a one, two, and four, and 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 lighter line. But you know, it's like hey, like Sergio said, we were on a boat, and they said use forty pound, and mm-hmm. so you got to be adaptive. But the ranges that I went to a four, guy right next to me is catching one right after the other, and I said, what size hook he's in? Number four. Mm-hmm. I changed immediately. Don't be so proud to go out there and go boom. Uh, I'm going to do what I want and. Follow what other people do and and, and listen well, you, and learn. You, you gotta be. Don't be one of those horses with blinders on it. Okay. I mean, if things are happening around you, you 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 pay attention. Okay. I I I don't know how many times you know you go. I go out there. I've got a setup I'm going to use, and I'm not getting bit. Somebody else is getting bit. But guess what? Okay. I'm switching over. I go. What are you doing? Yep. There's no shame in asking what what's working. Heck yeah. I've been okay? I've been fishing all these years, and I I ask every time I see somebody getting bit what are you doing uh, you can't be standing there and, and you're setting your ways you just mm-hmm. got to follow what everybody and then the other thing i'm going to say is for all my brothers who love to throw jigs at these things whether it be a cold sniper or surface or whatever you want please don't throw it out on the stern okay tired is just watching these jigs come in with 10 lines on the treble okay it's not designed for that the reason you go to the back of the stern is not that there's more fish back there it's just the way the boat drifts okay and the the way the baits are going to swim away if it is anchored the way the party boats anchor okay forces that bait to go away from the boat off the stern so you can cast off the bow. I always say from the bait tank forward is usually a good rule of thumb. Okay, Sergio, yeah. I, I would add when fishing Dorado specifically, not when you have a mixed school of tuna and yellowtail and uh, you know maybe both bluefin and yellowfin and yellowtail and some Dorado in there. Uh, if you're just fishing the Dorado, don't use lures at all, even back in the uh, yeah. even even up in the bow. Uh, if you're on your own boat, you can do whatever you want. You can endanger yourself. But between when you hook the Dorado and it starts to jump, now your rod's bent and that lure comes loose from its from its mouth, and now it's a bullet coming back towards the boat. Good. And That's a good safety it's tip. it's dangerous yes. to everybody around you. And then even if you land the fish, even if you get the fish landed, as you well know, they go crazy flopping around on the on the deck. If that lure comes loose, same thing. It is just an absolute projectile mm-hmm. looking for somebody to injure. So if you're fishing Dorado specifically, just fly line baits, no sinkers, no lures, no nothing. Just tie your tie your hook right on the end of either your mono or, or a short piece of fluoro, and uh, you're going to catch probably more fish, and it's going to be way, way, way safer. I should also add, that because they do jump around a lot, a circle hook can be a nice help also. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. It'll, it'll stay stay hooked a little bit better. And once again, getting back to that that tooth uh, subject, um, if that hook slides to the corner of their mouth, you're less likely to get bit off. 
I like it. I like it. All right, let me go right here. We got a, a listener calling in, uh, Ross from Long Beach. Good morning, Ross. Hey, morning, guys. How you doing this morning? Pretty good. What's up? Hey, just a quick add-on as, as far as the bait. Mm-hmm. When you go to take the bait out of the well, move your hand slowly. What a lot of people don't realize, when you're moving your hand quickly through the bait well, you're pushing water in front of your hand. And that water pushes the bait out of your way and makes it more difficult to catch. Ideally, what you want to do is slowly get your hand under the bait, lift your hand up, and let the water just kind of flow through your fingers. Mm-hmm. Then you can hook your bait on. And then you've got a nice lively bait that you haven't beat up, like you're saying, in the live well for the, yourself and the other people. Well, that, you know, that, that's what gets me. You know, we, we, we take a lot of people out fishing, and I try to teach that as much as I can. I think bait, you know, is such a great commodity to have on a on a boat, especially a party boat, because we can use it for chum, okay? But I, I, I watch people go into the bait tank, and then they, first of all, they spend about a half hour trying to get one one fish, the one they can't catch, and they're, they're squeezing every single one. By the time they're done, you go up to the bait tank, you gotta look up at the, at, at the, at the chummer, and you just tell them, hey guy, can we have some fresh fish in here? Because, I mean, they're, they're all damaged. Point is, and, and I hate to say this because, Ah, but if you're really having a hard time and you are a beginner, there is absolutely no shame in a little net. You can put a little net in your pocket, okay, and go in there and scoop them up, okay? Um, that is much better than squeezing all five or six baits that may be in the hand well, okay? And because, um, you know, when you get a crazy bite like it's, going, it's been going on right now, you got to chum a lot. Then you run out of chum, the fish will potentially go away. What I'm impressed um, with is the volume of fish. Now, Ross, uh, you, have you been fishing these things lately? Unfortunately, I uh, had to have shoulder surgery back in April of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't actually been able to fish because of my shoulder right. since almost a year, since September 1st of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I, I am, and I am dying. Uh-oh. I I drive I drive the coast every day, and I'm just looking out there, and it's just like, you know, for somebody that ran a boat for darn near 40 years, mm-hmm. it's God. I need to be out there. And I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been for the last three weeks. These fish have just gone bonkers, and I've been up in uh, Roseville, you know, uh, with 106 degree heat, desert, no real water around me. Because even the the potential lakes are super super low, and I'm watching these things on social media. At one point, I just said, you know, I can't even look anymore, okay? Because I know. And then Ron calls me, and goes, "Dude, you should have seen the trip we had on the Enterprise." <laughs> and I go, "Wow." So yeah. So point is, you know, I'm I'm sorry that you can't get out there with your shoulder, but if you can, or you'd like to try, if you've never caught a Dorado, this is the time to go out. Okay, don't don't uh, don't think later in, in the season when they're gone. Gee, I wish I could have been there, because this is when you need to be there. All right, Ross, thanks for calling in, my friend. We're going to take a quick break, and um, thank you for calling into the show. Well, you're welcome, and everybody take care and have a great day. Thanks, thanks, brother. Okay, this is Angels Radio AM eight thirty K L A. This is Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Thread that has no end. 
Eagles Radio. AM 830. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio. AM 830. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30K. L-A-A, and this is Angler Chronicles, and uh, you know what, Ron? Do you know what? Do you know what, Ron? Let's go fishing. No, no, Ron. You know you know what happens? Oh, I know it. You know, here it comes. Yeah. Yep. I gotta get my VIP ready. Let's kick it. Are you ready to kick it? Because they've been kicking it at Long Beach Sport Fishing. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Steve Phelps, the VIP himself. Ice, ice, baby. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. Welcome back, Serge. <laughs> Thanks, bud. It's going to get crazy. It was really weird. You know, I started this show and I was a little rusty. Okay, because uh, Ron's been doing a great job, so I got a little rusty there, but trying to get back in sync. So at least we got we got your your song ready. I know Ron had it for you last week as well, so that that that's good stuff. All right, listen, Steve, I gotta hear this because it's going crazy out there. I saw an unbelievable poster. Whoever puts those posters together made me laugh. Okay, to see <laughs> Captain Phil, okay, looking all you know in the hood. I love it. And uh, the victory, the El Dorado, they're catching fish. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's been a great week, guys. Uh, Dorado, like you said, have been going going off. Uh, El Dorado, uh, Captain TJ, he, he's been doing really well this week. Uh, his best day for Dorado, he had 239 Dorado for, uh, I believe he had 27 guys uh, this week. It was excellent, excellent fishing for Captain TJ. Um, it looks like we are sold out tonight for the El Dorado. We got you guys' trip uh, tomorrow night. Uh, your next chance to actually get on the El Dorado would be Wednesday night, departing at 8.30 p.m. for freelance fishing. 
Uh, he's been doing a little bit of you know a little bit of island, a little bit of offshore, a little bit of both on some trips. Uh, so you kind of never know because they are on freelance schedule. So just kind of be ready for anything, guys. You know, bring uh, twenty to forty, and maybe just in case, uh, as always, bring like maybe like a sixty or an eighty pound rod just in case. You know, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, your next chance to get on the Eldorado would be Wednesday night. Well, okay, all right. That's what happens when the fishing gets good. People want to go out. The boats get crazy. All right, so um, that's the El Dorado. Tell me about the victory. Uh, both uh, both Phil and Captain George have had a phenomenal week on the Dorado, guys. But uh, top honors go to my hero, Captain Phil. He had 227 Dorado for a three-quarter day trip, guys. I mean, it's just <laughs> absolutely crazy. phenomenal right now. And like you guys were uh we we're talking about earlier, you know, bring the bring twenty pound line, twenty pound floral, uh, bring a variety of sizes of hooks. Um, number number twos and number ones have kind of been uh, the top pick for the week. So, you know, just be ready for anything. Like I tell everyone, you know, people call and ask about hook sizes, and I mean, it just when you fish, bring anything from like a number six up to you know a seven zero. I mean, that's kind of what I carry in my box. Just always, always carry a variety of uh, of hooks, guys. You know, you don't need to just bring one size because you never know. Depends on the bait, depends on the fishing. So, just kind of be ready for anything. Uh, the victory departs every single day at six a.m. Returns between four and five p.m. And we did uh, we did put them online for offshore fishing this week. As far as the victory goes, they will be uh, fishing offshore until further notice. As long as these things are biting, Captain George and Captain Phil are going to go fish for them. I love it. And uh, I do want to mention one thing here. Um, one of my dear friends and longtime listener, uh, I'm just going to call him Roy, uh, he mentioned, you know, why don't we mention circle hooks more for the Dorado? And I said, Steve Carson didn't mention it before, but we're going to mention it again. This is a good time to bring out the... Um, uh, you know the the circle hooks. You know the owner like we call them mutus, and they'll they'll go right in the corner of the mouth, and trying to at least maximizing your chances of not getting the line going through their mouth. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know about Steve, but I would use a mutu light, mm-hmm. um, and the smallest one I can possibly use. Absolutely, uh, that's actually a great suggestion. Is a circle hook. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for that one, Roy. All right, uh, Steve. Best way to get on the on any of the boats out of uh, Berth Fifty Five Long Beach Sport Fishing. Let them know how. LongBeachSportFishing.com. We do prefer uh, you guys to book through the website uh, LongBeachSportFishing.com. There is a little book online tab. You just click that, find the trip you'd like to go on. If it has a little green button next to it, that means it's available. If it's red, it's sold out. So uh, if you have any any other questions, just give us a call at 562-432-8993. And uh, I will see you guys. With- Go ahead. You'll see us when? Tomorrow night. I will see. No, no, no. I'm going to see you guys today with the wife. We will be joining you for breakfast. Oh, excellent. Oh, cool. Excellent, excellent. All right. VIP, Ice Baby, thank you for your call, and we'll talk to you real soon. All right, bud? All right. Thanks, guys. Everyone have a good day. All right. Excellent, excellent. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was none other than Mr. Steve Phelps with Long Beach Sport Fishing giving us the the up-to-date information. 
out of berth 55. Well, just around the corner, we have another great uh, location, and that's Pier Point Landing. And I want to go ahead and bring none other than Captain Don Ashley uh, and, and wish him a very good morning. And, uh, my gosh, I'll tell you, Donnie, the boys had a major, major fun time on Thursday aboard the Enterprise. Well, thank you for that, guys. It's always fun to have your group out. Just want to show everybody uh, be safe, be happy, and take advantage of this fantastic fishing. It's, it's here, and it's going to get better, and uh, you know, come on out. And you don't have to go a long ways away. You don't have to go to Florida or the Cape or Columbia or, you know, any place. The Dorado are here. There's some small ones, but there's lots of nice big ones, too, and it's fantastic fishing. Well, you know, uh, this is the one time I would not complain about size, and that's the reason I brought up the information about the Dorado. It, it only lives five years. That's the, ex, ex, that's the extent of this fish's life, okay? It, it does two things. It reproduces and it eats. That, that's pretty much it, okay? So uh, it's a very, very fast-growing fish. It's very good table fare. So, you know, this is the one thing I say you have at it. I would say, you know, in the East Cape they say... If it ain't 33, let them go. Okay. Um, set them, if it ain't 33, send them free. Okay. So if it's not 33 inches, yeah, you know, let them go. Those little tiny ones, you're not going to get much out of them anyway. And those are probably just a month or two old. Um, let let these things grow a little bit. At least let's just say, you know, a little bit above small. Okay. They could be in the small range, but a little bit bigger. I guess I, I don't know what what you would call it eight to ten pounder twelve pounder you can get a couple pounds of meat easily and that that puts a meal together. But Donnie, we we haven't had this kind of Dorado action. Do you remember a time? Did we have to go back to eighty two, eighty three, for that? No, it was never like that in local waters. Even way back, for some reason in fifty seven, fifty eight, we had an El Nino year, but it was not super super warm but it's like this year that's not supposed to be a warm water year but the fish bit that was the last time and back then uh they were we didn't have very many small ones but we'd often they have the numbers we're having now it, it's amazing you said there's two things they do that they do well actually there's three you know they, they reproduce and grow fast they eat and then they flush they you because all of a sudden somebody rings the bell and you look down there, there's the same amount swimming around, and they don't bite, and nobody can figure that out. Mm-hmm. Makes- somebody, told me a, somebody told me a long time ago in the East Cape, uh, the ones you catch, like in, say, early season, May, uh, they could be maybe four, five, six pounds, because we catch them down there sometimes right in the morning, right out in front of, in front of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they'll tell you that those same ones, you let them go, and come back in October and November, those uh, five, six-pounders, they'll be 35 and 40 pounds. That's how fast they can grow. I don't know about, you know, yeah. I think if they have the right conditions and the right amount of food because they eat so much, they'll go ahead and grow. But they can become very, very finicky. I will, I will tell you this. A phenomenon happens uh, this year in the East Cape. You mentioned Hotel Palmas de Cortez. For the last few years, the, the winning jackpot Dorado for their Dorado shootout has been around 20, in the 20 to 30-pound range. Okay, you know, maybe a few, pound, a few pounds over 30. But 
this year it was 54 pounds the amount of fish that were caught during the women's tournament i was down there uh recording the the women's tournament ladies only uh, they one boat came in with all fish over 30 uh there was at least a dozen or so fish that were weighed in at 40 or above so the the thought process down there is because of the COVID, because they were shut down, allowed these, you know, there weren't as, weren't as many boats out on the water. They allowed a lot of these fish just to grow, and look what you got. So, um, yeah, it's real crazy. It's real crazy, and it's a lot of fun. And um, I know the city of Long Beach got into them as well, and that's a half-day trip, right? Yeah, it's a half-day trip, but because there's such a demand for the Dorado fish right now, we're running the half-day boat. Well, it's not half-day, but we're running both boats, the Enterprise. And they say Long Beach are both going Dorado fishing yeah. offshore and taking advantage of it. So they're both leaving at 6 a.m. and getting back approximately 5 or 6 p.m. And they'll be targeting Dorado for hopefully as long as they're here. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're here a few more weeks. They're definitely moving, and they're moving around. And some days it's phenomenal fishing. Some days it's really good fishing. And there's a few days uh, last week that, uh, that it was slow fishing, even though you saw a lot of them. But mm-hmm. both boats are going Dorado fishing now for the foreseeable future, leaving at 6 o'clock. Excellent. So that's uh, you got both the Enterprise and the City of Long Beach on three-quarter day duty looking for these Dorado. And, um, Donnie, let me ask you a question. Along with these Dorado, has there been any yellowtail, any other incidental fish being caught in, the, in that group? Well. A few, not many, but there's more and more showing up. Some of the people have finally figured out that uh, if you use a really heavy jig, like a flat ball or something really heavy, and if you can get it through Dorado, there's some yellowfin tuna and some bluefin tuna mixed in. And there's going to be more and more of that. You see that fish count's coming up. All of a sudden, you're catching more bluefin. This is down below towards San Diego. You're catching more bluefin mixed in with the yellowfin, I mean, and the Dorado, which is unusual. Usually you have the warm water fish, Dorado, yellowfin, and the colder water, which are the bluefin. But right now, they're all mixed up. So the bottom line is if you can get through Dorado, there's the other guys down there. Just some days the Dorado are just ferocious. We can't get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. All right, Donnie, to get on a boat, what's the best way? You can go to PeerPoint.net and book online strongly suggest that the boats are really filling up fast i know that starting next week there's gonna there are some openings at least as as of right now but i wouldn't wait too long because it's a these are migratory fish and it's once in a lifetime i'm an old man and i've never seen this many dorado caught out here and like you said they're tremendous eating and uh, good for your taco tuesdays get a mahi mahi dorado taco I love it. All right, Mr. Don Ashley, the captain, and I and I will say a legend in Long Beach. You've um, been a great captain and, and continue to get people to go out fishing. Pierpoint Landing right across the street from the aquarium. Uh, go ahead, Don. You want to say? Well, Donnie, I want to thank you very, very much. That was, an, uh, you know, your crew is just absolutely fantastic. The boat was great, um, and w- Andy found him right away. Uh, just uh, thank you for all you do. All right. Uh, Donnie, give everybody real quick, how do they book a trip? Go to PeerPoint.net and uh, get on there as soon as you can before they fill up. And one more thing, guys. Have a good weekend and be safe. 
And uh, God bless America. God bless America, my brother. All right, folks, that was Don Ashley for Pierpoint Landy. This is Anger Chronicles on AM830, Angels Radio, KLAA. We'll be right back. I got a question for you. You hate bending over to put on your shoes. Wish you should just put them on standing or sitting without ever having to touch them. If so, then I have the shoe for you. Introducing new hands-free Skechers Slip-Ins. With new Skechers Slip-Ins, you just step in and off you go. You don't even need to lace up. So how do Skechers Slip-Ins work? Well, there's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide right into place. So just step in them and go. Find new hands-free Skechers Slip-Ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. DQ presents Picture this Picture the burger of your dreams It's on the new DQ Signature Stack Burgers menu A lineup of five premium burgers Like the Flamethrower Signature Stack Burger And Loaded A1 Signature Stack Burger With 100% seasoned real beef patties Melty cheese And a combo of top-notch toppings And sauces galore This dream burger is calling your name (gasps) But it isn't a dream You're ordering at the DQ drive-thru The DQ Signature Stack Burgers lineup Try today. DQ, happy tastes good. Angels Radio AMA 30, KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30, KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30, KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Pump that music up. I haven't heard in a long time. There you go. Without further ado, first let me let me tell you on Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AMA 30K LAA. This is Angler Chronicles, like I said. But you know what, Ron? This song, this song means one thing, one thing only. That the sheriff, the man himself, not the legend, not the myth, the man. Okay, the sheriff, the jig slinger, as I like to call him, Mr. Dorado himself. Danny Jackson, the producer of Angler Chronicles. Sergio, first of all, welcome back. It was nice to have you back in studio. I'm glad your your dad's doing better. I saw the photographs yesterday. It was heartwarming. But we're we're glad you're back, Sergio. Ron did a, a terrific job in your in your stead there. So it, it's all good. I want to say good morning to Steve Carson, of course, and Andrew McAbee's there. You know, you said uh, Jig Slinger, and I and I'll always go along with that. But I remember last week Steve Carson reminding us, don't sling your jigs at these Dorados. That's that's kind of a no-no because it's a good way to get hurt because they'll, they'll spit that hook and it'll come flying right by your nose. Mm-hmm. I've seen that happen. But uh, at any rate, um, got a call, uh, text yesterday afternoon from Richie Ashley, Nacho's Barge. He said to tell everyone he's loaded this weekend with quality sardines. And, uh, you know, the bite that we had last week, it sounds like Ron, yours too. We're all fly line sardines, 20 pound fluorocarbon, number one hook or smaller. 
and that that was working. So these sardines are definitely working. You know, I want to say one other thing, though, Sergio. Um, I saw a comment on fa- Facebook this last week about uh, some of these uh, Dorado being small. I even used the word babies. You know, I've seen El Nino years. Uh, I don't know. It, it might have been uh, 83. I'm not sure. Steve might remember. But Kel Patty Yellows, I was on the old sport fish with Don Brogman. And I saw uh, Dorados that, my gosh, they were like three or four pounds. People were bouncing them. Now, those are the babies. And, and uh, these fish that we're getting today, they're quite decent. I think all of our fish are like 8 to 15. And you see fish even bigger than that. So let's don't complain about the size of these Dorados. They're Danny, uh, this is what I want to say, and I'll just say this once. Yes, I am a big proponent. Let these fish grow. You know me. I I heavily, heavily support catch and release, especially if you're not going to eat fish like I do. So release everything you can. But, but at the same time, bottom line, uh, Steve Carson, and you can go ahead and, and, and check me on this. There is no minimum size on Dorado, correct? That is correct. And I should clarify, because uh, as we've all been talking, uh, there's never been a local run of Dorado like this. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, they've, they've run pretty abundantly inshore in San Diego County, maybe about as far north as Dana Point at the furthest north, and nothing like the numbers that they're catching now locally. A true in 1983. Everybody's got that year right. It's funny. Funny thing about that year, there were bazillions of Dorado, but they were still out offshore under patties or swimming around. They weren't. Now in '97, it was '97 when we had the other El Nino. I remember being on the freelance of all boats down at San Onofre in front of the power plant, which is a crazy run for that boat. Okay. And just in purple water, and these fish must have been the 20, 25-pound range, and it was crazy. It was one pretty – I mean, you could actually hand-select the – I had 10 Dorado, my limit, within, I don't know, 12 baits. It was that crazy and all very good quality fish, okay? But we haven't seen what we're seeing right now. And, and for well, you let's, guys – Let's clarify one other thing because people have been catching them, obviously – pretty much every year, on the boats out of San Diego going into Mexican territory. In Mexican waters, the limit on Dorado is two per day, mm-hmm. per person. And by the way, and that counts as your fi- as five, so uh, just bear that in mind. But when you're in U.S. waters, the limit on Dorado is ten. And for the San Diego-based boats that may fish in both, that may fish a little in one, may fish a little in the other, um, if you fish uh, up in U.S. waters and you catch ten dorado and you've got them, you can't go down into Mexican waters. You can't, right. or, or you're in violation. Right. So just kind of bear that in mind. It's one of the vagaries of fishing on an international border. Mm-hmm. You got to be respectful of the rules on both sides. But uh, but again, in on the on the half day boat uh, out of Long Beach. That, that has not happened. Yeah, and, and, and I, the other crazy. thing I want to bring, you know, so, yes, if you have a fish, like I say, 33 inches is a great rule of thumb. That's what they use in the East Cape. Okay, try that. But you know what? When you see a, somebody for their first time, and I see some of these kids, they go out there to catch their first Dorado. The kids are so happy. Yes, you can try to teach them to, to release them. 
that maybe their second or third one, the first one, let, let, let them enjoy it. Uh, I, everybody believes it's higher than thou. Okay, leave that attitude at home, okay? This is fishing. Let's go fishing. It's perfectly legal to catch them. I know I'm a big, huge, you know, don't touch my calico bass, and we always make fun of that. But you know what? Yeah, leave them alone. But, you know, keep in mind that the rules are the rules. You can have five calico bass as long as they're over 14 inches, okay? But same thing with these fish. They are smaller, but they're not small. They're not tiny. Okay, anything I would say above, you know, 8 to 10 pounds, that's a, that's a great fillet. Jackson, you can get a nice fillet out of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. That's a decent fish right there. So, yeah, you know, and now they're not, they're not always going to be 30, 40, 50 pounders, okay? So, no, no, yeah. they're not. All right, well, listen, uh, you had a good week uh, last week, and um, tell me, what's going on in, uh, in Filmdom? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, I'm really excited to announce, Sergio, this morning, a brand, the premiere, a brand new episode, and we've called this one David and Goliath aboard the Double O. And uh, the young fisherman, I think he was about 15. It's David, he, this, yeah, this, he's 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this this uh, young David uh, might weigh a, a, a buck, buck and a quarter soaking wet, and he, ca and he catches a, a, a bluefin tuna that weighed in well over 200 pounds. So I'll let you tell tell everyone about this trip, Sergio, because it's an excellent episode. Well, and, you know, and I started. Or we were talking with Ron on the, on the drive up here this morning. We, we were talking, and it just spurred that, you know, uh, my comment earlier. You know, everybody thinks they know everything, okay? And, and then we go on the boat and we try to share what we know, and then they get angry that you actually shared information with them. They get angry and stupid. So I eventually, Ron, I just told Ron, you know what? All you can do is offer a, a tip, but if they don't want it. Don't worry about it. They they they'll, they usually sink. They don't swim. Okay. They 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 they, just, they don't pay attention. We try to give you all these things that we do. Okay. The beautiful thing about David. Okay. David was surrounded by myself, by Ron, and by the crew, and Mr. Uh, ben Seacrest. Okay, was on the trip, and so Ben rigged that uh, flyer. Okay, got it up on a kite, and. Little David did everything that we told him to do. He listened. And by listening, he landed that fish. He only handed it off for a very, very brief time because it was getting was going underneath the boat. And, uh, and because he's younger, he couldn't get over the anchor winch. Okay, so all this stuff, he did have a little bit of help. But I tell you, myself and, and, and Seacrest were like, we were like all over him. Ron was there as well. The crew did an amazing job, and you'll be able to see a fish that's almost twice his weight being landed by this kid. Well, it was pretty funny to see him uh, try the kneeling technique, and he, or the fish was lifting him off the ground. Almost lifting him up, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was great. But you know, he, yeah. you know, you know why he caught it, Ron? He had the right gear. Yeah. He had the right attitude. Um, you know, he, he listened to the deckhands, li listened to Ben and myself and Ron, and he caught the fish. So uh, congratulations to him. But uh, along with that, there's a lot of other great uh, fishing. It was a two-and-a-half-day trip, so we did two different types of fishing each day. Uh, and we had fun. We had a lot of fun. We covered a lot of area, and I think everybody will enjoy it. Everybody should enjoy well, it. Well, I think so, too, Sergio. Um, you started on the on the tanner, uh, Greece conditions and a lot of a lot of bluefin a lot of yellowtail quality yellowtail 
this is just an excellent episode for, from uh, from the beginning to end. So highly recommend it. Uh, it's been a while to get this one put together. We're we're so glad to release this one, David and Goliath on the Double O, and it will premiere tomorrow morning at 8:30 a.m. on Valley Sports West, and then again at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning on SoCal HD, and then of course five times all week long there, Sergio. So. We're Excellent. looking forward to it. Yeah, in yeah. addition to that, I will tell you this. Already hit my desk was the brand-new Dream Extreme. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. And also hit my desk was the Olive Crest episode. And coming, I believe, will hit my desk, my, my desk next week will be the um, Bay of L.A. episode. So we've got a lot of brand-new uh, shows coming up here really quick, so everybody pay attention. But I think you're really going to enjoy the, this two and a half day on the ocean. Honestly, it was really, um, it really shows why we use that as our platform out of San Diego. So uh, we we really enjoy that boat, and we we're going to be on that boat, Ron, two and a half day, not this week, the next following. week, okay, the week so after in, next, the week after next. All right, Jackson. My man, thank you so much, okay? And um, I will be talking to you real soon. All right, you guys have a great weekend. And everybody, go out and get these Dorado while they're here. Amen, my brother, amen. Yeah, okay. All right, right. you guys have a great weekend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Danny Jackson, uh, producer of Angler Chronicles, uh, with some of the programming lineup coming up. Uh, But let me bring it back up. You know, Steve, we were talking with you, and Andrew, you're welcome to chime, chime in if you can... Come back up over ground. I know he likes to go down into the ground where it's really muddy and and and, and wet. But we can we'll let you we'll in. Do that right after the break. After the break, yeah. it will give him time to to no, come music. up. Yeah, no, but that's Iron Man. That's right. That's uh, Danny. Huh? Danny Iron Man. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Iron Man is Danny. I like that. All right, folks, we're gonna take you out on a break. This is Angels Radio AM eight thirty KLAA Angler Chronicles. We'll bring back. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Angels Radio AM 
Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLA. Now, I love that. I love that stick figure. I love that music. It's kind of like a modern reggae. Reggae. I kind of dig that. All right. So um, let me bring back this back around. We're talking about size of fish and and all the ugliness that you read sometimes on social media. I, I always tell people, look, if you can't say something nice, you know, um, don't just keep scrolling. If you don't like something, keep scrolling. There is no rule that you have to answer or comment on any picture that's up there. Now, yeah, sometimes yeah, you don't like what you see. I, I, I'm one of those. But try to be nice to one another, all right? We always say be kind, okay? If there's anything you can do is be kind. Be kind to one another, all right? Because one of the things that we post on Angler Chronicles a lot is some of the bluefin tuna we catch here on the West Coast. And you know what? Not every fish can be over 200 pounds. But I have posted photos of 180 170 pounders and then there's always some one dude to say oh let that little one go and i'm going little one okay and they don't realize and you carson you can talk about this they don't realize that we're talking two different species they they they, they, they see the shows from the east coast right and they think that they're all going to be you know 600 700 pounds we don't necessarily and i say necessarily because i don't know what's out there in the ocean but that's not what we catch out here, Steve. Oh, that's correct. And the most important thing is, is it's two different species. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, this is really not the platform to talk about how negative uh, social media can be. Mm-hmm. But there's no such thing as a as opposed to uh, on any topic that that everybody's going to like. So uh, yeah, yeah. There's no rule that says you have to make a comment on every on every picture. But but typically. Prior to this current cycle, where, again, credit whatever you want to, to what we've been experiencing since 2016 on the bluefin, um, typically our local bluefin were 15 to 40 pounds. And if you got a 50-pounder, chances are it was your personal best. Right. And if you got a 100-pounder, there's a good chance you had the biggest one of the year. Right. So the, what, what, what we've been catching now makes right now, well, you know, since 2016, but literally right now, like today, the good old days. So if you're sitting on your couch at home saying something like it's nothing like it used to be, your memory's faulty. Sergio, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, but, but, but you know what? I, I do have somebody on the line that could tell us, you know, the difference between west coast bluefin tuna and east coast bluefin tuna that they're two different types of species so without further ado let me introduce my friend mr dave marciano from wicked tuna and i'm hoping dave could answer that question dave can you answer the difference between the pacific and the atlantic dave um, yeah you there you got me yeah i got you all right yeah yeah i mean look they're really totally different fisheries. Uh, I was blown away when I came out to the West Coast and learned how you all fish with tuna. Uh, you know, in a, in a general sense, in the broadest general sense, completely different fisheries. Now, that being said, I've certainly taken some of the things I've learned and, you know, being fortunate enough to fish out there with accurate reels and yourself and with Ben and you know, on some of the boats down there in San Diego, you know, I've brought some of those techniques back east with me, and they've certainly helped us 
catch a few fish. Right, but I think, you know, and, and that's what I wanted to put across. You know, you get on social media and everybody complains, and no matter what size of fish you put, oh, it's too small. You know, let it go. And I'm going, really, dude? He goes, you know, and, and then there's a, then you get all the, the eco ones that just say, you know, you take such a beautiful fish and you ruin the photo by putting a gaff through it. And I'm thinking to myself, or how are you supposed to bring it on the boat if it's not a gaff? I guess they just don't understand. I know I understand you're also, I mean, you're a commercial fisherman, okay? And you hear all the all the negativity, and I know that you've had to deal with some of that. But I'm just telling these people, just just be kind, and you don't have to comment on everything that you, uh, that you see on social media. But most importantly, I want, I, it, my hope is that everybody understands that Pacific bluefin tuna and Atlantic bluefin tuna are two different species. You do catch those, you know, 500, 600 pounders. I haven't seen one in, in U.S. Yeah. waters. Yeah, I mean, in, in the Pacific side. Uh, Steve Carson, the biggest bluefin out here has been what? 400 and change? 500? Well, the biggest rod and reel bluefin was 412. That was uh, two years ago, just right off Catalina. Mm -hmm. There certainly are bigger Pacific bluefin, and uh, a lot of people will remember the legendary summer of 1986 when a couple of uh, thousand pounders were netted, along with some other 900-plus pounders. And way, way uh, over on the other side of the Pacific, in the Sea of Japan, they do get them up to 1,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. But it's still not the same fish. Exactly, two different species. Well, but listen, talking about species, the reason that I asked uh, Dave to come on the show today is um, the launch of something really spectacular, and I don't want to ruin it. I want to leave it to Dave to explain. Uh, Dave, you're, you're you're launching something brand new. Why don't you share with everybody? Sure. Uh, well, thank you, Sergio, for allowing me to come on and do it. But you know what we're launching over here is you know, a seafood website to allow folks, you know, not everybody is fortunate like all of us who get out there and catch these fish ourselves, and not everybody wants to. Let's face it, there, there are people, as odd as it sounds, who don't actually fish, and they just like to eat fish. So that's what we're doing here with our, our new product line, we're launching a website. It's angelicaseafoods.com. And what we're going to do is we're going to have the ability to, you know, get people anywhere in the country our fresh, local New England seafood uh, overnight to your door. Now, obviously, I'm launching this because of, you know, that brand I've built with being part of the TV show. And that's, you know, going to be a great thing for us. But a lot of this came out with, I get so many comments from folks about that. They say, where can we get that fish we see you catch mm -hmm. on the show, you and the other captains catch? So after, you know, for a few years, I've been going back and forth with other current buyers, and they all say it'll never work, and it's not going to work, and you can't do it like that. So finally I said, fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and that's what we're finally doing, and we're going to make seafood available anywhere in this country, and it's going to be fresh seafood, not not frozen, although we will have, you know, a frozen line for other products. Frozen is not the enemy. It's just those of us who do this, who do fish, and do are fortunate enough to live right on the ocean, 
know how great it is to get actually press fish. We take that for granted. you got to remember, not everybody in the country is as fortunate as we are to have, have that access. So by doing this, hopefully, you know, obviously I'll help myself, but the trade-off, too, is also for the industry. What I'm trying to do, you know, we have a problem in the industry with our tuna right now because the resource is so healthy, because when we do go, we catch so much fish, the price tends to drop um, to the fishermen, back to the boats. Mm-hmm. So if we can create a bigger demand, not only can we um, help the consumer by bringing him a premium product, him, he or she, uh, we could also help fishermen by keeping that price a little more stable. Yeah, and, uh, and, and you know, what I like also, we're not just talking here, folks, about bluefin tuna. I mean, New England lobster, uh, you know, clams. I mean, you're going to have scallops. Yeah. I mean, whatever you, you're catching. Haddock, I, I see here as well. So whatever they catch over there that you guys can put together, that will be available. And you get it within 24 hours, okay? So it's the next day. Right. And it comes uh, right yeah. now, now, too. Like you'll still see the details on the site, Sergio. But to make this all work and to make it affordable, you know, the, and it's all spelled out on the website. But two days a week we'll ship out. So we're going to ship out Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that, you know, working this deal with the shipping companies is, you know, what we're trying to accomplish is, you know, shipping is going to be a, a, a big thing, and trying to keep it as affordable as possible means we have to do it efficiently mm-hmm. so you know rather than the, uh, the concept anyway is you know rather than sending out three packages a day we need to send out you know 100 packages all at once on tuesdays or thursdays and that's what's hopefully going to be able to help us keep our shipping costs under control and, and you know that that's key because you know um let, let's face it seafood is not inexpensive Okay, and uh, so when you are going to purchase it, you want to make sure that it's fresh, okay? And one of the things you're pretty much guaranteeing is that it's going to be fresh seafood, non-GMO, by the way, okay? So this is not not something that gets grown in a pen somewhere. This is all caught by you. Wild harvest. Wild harvest. Wild harvest. That's important to me as fishermen for 30 years. you know, we're going to start out premiering, you know, this New England, North Atlantic, Gulf of Maine seafood, which is the fishery that's closest to my heart. It's a fishery I've persecuted uh, for all species for the past 30-plus years. But if we do ever venture in, if things go well, and, and we do start to explore other options, uh, you know, we will always provide people with not the cheap foreign imports, imports or the swamp raised or farm raised however you want to describe it you know these will always be u.s wild harvest and that's that's something i'll stick to no matter what happens that's very important you know we always talk with salmon you know that's always uh wild harvest every is preferred all right dave uh give me the website slowly for all our for all our listeners real quickly Yes, sir. Thank you. AngelicaSeafoods.com. 
AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everybody, just go check it out. And if you want some really good, fresh seafood, that's where you're going to get it from the Atlantic. And a lot of this tuna is caught by you, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Some some will be, Sergio. But the reality is, is if all I'm doing is selling the tuna I caught, we already failed. Right. Right? Right, right. To create demand, you know, with the capital investment it took to launch this, you know, if we're just selling the few fish that we catch, we're not going to make it. And next year, I'm not going to have to worry about poaching home. <laughs> <laughs> unless, no, but... Unless the bank wants to just pay me to show up and fix them. Yeah, but but the potential is there, and, and you know what? Uh, what I like about what you're doing is, um, yeah, you're bringing fresh, the freshest possible seafood um, to the West Coast that you can quickly. But you're also helping an entire industry. Hey, Dave, do you got to go, or can you hang out? I got a couple other questions for you. I- I can hang on. Sure, I can hang on. All right, we're going to take a short. All right, I love it. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk to Dave Marciano a little more. i got a couple questions. Folks, you're on Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. This is Angler Chronicles. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA. This is Anger Chronicles, and um, we got... 
Captain Dave Marciano on the line. I apologize, Dave, for a second here, but also coming through is Captain Rick Scott on the ocean. Honestly, you guys start yelling really loud when you hook up. Uh, all right. Now, Dave, you'll understand this. Uh, Rick is on a sat phone right now on the Ocean Odyssey yep. where we did the uh, this year's uh, Tuna Wars for uh, Captain yep, Rollo's Kids yep. at Sea. So, uh, Rick, I've got uh, Marciano on, on the line, too. Good morning. Good morning. We are our first kelp here. And? We are. And I see about three bat rods so far. There's another one. Okay. We have William on the boat today. Yeah, you got William on the boat. Yeah, he couldn't make our trip, so he went on your trip. Um, so yeah. this is great. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying biters down there. Excellent. Now you're <laughs> on. You're on Dorado, right? Oh my God. We're on Dorado right now. Mm. I see every rod bent on the boat at the moment. It's havoc. I'm gonna have to get down there. I think. All right. Well, then, let's... yeah. William hooked a big tuna last night, but he lost it. So. Oh, thanks for letting me know. Now I can just hammer him. I'll give out his information yeah. if you want. Okay. So listen, if you've got to go, Rick, we can give the information on the Ocean Odyssey. Yep. OceanOdysseyFishing.com. Um, I think we have room in October. We're booked up till then. Okay. And, uh, or give Dina a call six one nine. Eight eight nine four five three five. This is pretty comical. Watch these guys all take a look. Everybody's got a fish on right now. Everybody's got a fish on. All right, I got to get downstairs. Okay, get to work, Captain. See you in week. See you next week. Yeah, we'll be there next week. They're not even paying attention to me. They're tangling. All right. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, I was Captain Rick Scott of the Ocean. Hey, it doesn't get crazier than that, huh, Dave? No, no, that was a lot of fun out there. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. For sure. And what's happening is right now, Dave, we have a phenomenon just right here in front of Long Beach of all places. We've got just the, the, these cor- three corday boats are coming in with 100 to 200 Dorado, okay? And, I, I've been watching that on social media. Yeah, and it's crazy, and, and, and Rick's got a little further south, so, you know, all the patties are holding, and it's it's crazy, and it just... I started the show by saying these guys, everybody thinks they know what they're doing and they're best at it, but you know, you got to take some cues from somebody once in a while, you know, and um, they don't, and you get, you heard them, all the tangles. And even, uh, even, uh, you know, William, who's a very seasoned fisherman, you know, he had a fish on last night and lost him. And that was probably the 200 pound models, you know, that we have out here. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, the the, the questions. Uh, actually, Ron has a question for you, and then I'll ask you one. Go so, ahead. Hey, all right. Hey, Dave. It's it's Ron. Um, when does the new uh, Wicked Tuna start? Ah, uh, yeah. Good question. So we're just wrapping up building season twelve. Uh, we're on a little hiatus. Our fishery shut down for two weeks. We've caught. You know, we have a very strict quota here that we have to live by these giant bluefin tuna and we we kind of dole it out in in uh you know semi-monthly installments if you will we had our first trimester which is our largest chunk of quota we caught that and the fishery closed on about august 16th now the fishery will reopen again september 1st for us and we'll get another slugger quota for the month of september we expect that to last you know, five to seven days of fishing, and uh, we'll kind of wrap up filming with those 
final five to seven days of pitching out here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, and now, so now, yeah, though, the original question was, so we were just wrapping up filming season 12. It'll begin airing early 2023 is all I know okay. right now. But if we go like past seasons, you know, probably February or March of 2023. Excellent, excellent. Outstanding. All right, uh, Steve or Andrew, you guys have a question for Dave? I got another one. Okay, go ahead. Hey, uh, David, uh, does, uh, Captain, does uh, the uh, Atlantic bluefin taste different than the southern? Southern or what? I, I, or think, it, I think it does. Pacific. I think it does taste a little different than those West Coast bluefin. Um, I would, I, I guess to describe it would be, um, a little—I don't want to say uh, strong isn't the right word. Um, distinct, I think, would be maybe be a better better word. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it's a subtle difference. You know, probably if you know the fish as much as all of us do, who actually go out and go fishing, you, you know, the regular folks might not notice the difference. But I definitely notice uh, the difference. I, you know, and it. In, in, in appearance-wise, it, it looks much darker too. I think. Mm, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna order some of your fish right actually today. Do a, ta- a taste test, and I'm gonna do a taste test so I can because that's pretty cool. I, I mean, cannot uh, wait to try it. There's obviously a difference between the California spiny lobster and the exactly. main lobster, yeah. so you guys can yeah, yeah, so you guys can do that as well. Main lobster tends to be a lot bigger. Is Carson? Are you still in line here, Steve? I'm still here. I was going to say, um, just the, the the pretty radical difference in in diet is going to be uh, going to create a a different flavor, even if they were the same species. So, but in general, from what I understand, the bait fish that they that the bluefin eat in the Atlantic are a little oilier oilier and higher in fat. So they create a bluefin tuna that's higher in fat and a little richer flavor. That's that's what I hear. I'm yes. I'm like you, Sergio. I'm not a I'm not a huge fish eater, but that's what they whoever they are. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree with that. Excellent. That was a great way to describe it. All right. Well, listen, uh, Dave, I, I thank you for calling up and letting us know of this new uh, service you'll have available for everybody if you want some fresh game caught, okay, rod and reel caught um, f- uh, fish, fresh fish from the the Atlantic. Um, and, and I'll tell you, the cold water fish really do taste a lot better, in my opinion, than a lot of the warm water uh, fish, okay, uh, salmon and, and so on. Okay, so uh, I really look forward to, to seeing this. And uh, give out one more time the uh, website. Sure. Uh, it's AngelicaSeafoods.com. Very simple, AngelicaSeafoods.com. And yeah, thank you once again, Sergio, for the opportunity uh, to do this. I truly do appreciate that. Uh, no problem, my friend. In fact, I'll be giving everybody your uh, cell phone and I'll put it on social media here soon so they can order yeah. direct. <laughs> That's right. All right, uh, me me, and all the orangutans wish you a very, very happy week and good luck on this endeavor. Uh, thank you, Sergio. You as well. You as all right. And tell, oh, by the way, by the way, I want to let you know that I was able to reserve the two spots for Joe and Jay, 
to come out fishing wow. with us at the, in the Bay of L.A. So they've got the two spots already saved up, okay? Awesome, awesome. They'll have, they'll have a great time, and they'll do a great job representing uh, hot merchandise. I promise that. Well, I'm going to have... Don't I'm, be disappointed. Yeah, don't worry. Ben and I will give them a lot of crap on the bugs. We get to do that. We're, 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 the, we're the older uncles, so we can do that. Uh, All right, my friend. Now that I think about it, I'm not sure I like the idea of you two guys hanging out with my kids. <laughs> oh, you see, we're crazy. You know that. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, thanks again, and uh, good luck, Dave. We'll talk to you soon, brother. You're welcome. All right. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you. All right, folks, that was Dave Marciano from uh, uh, the Hard Merch and the Falcon. And, uh, you know, everybody knows him from Wicked Tuna, but a dear friend of ours. All right, let me go real, real quick here. We got Captain Tanner calling in from the Helena Sport Fishing. Uh, actually, the Helena out of Dana Worth, Dana Worth Sport Fishing. Good morning, Tanner. Good morning. How's it going? Pretty good, my friend. How are you? So, so Tanner, it's Ron. So how uh, how's the... Uh, Dorado doing? Um, oh, good morning, Ron, and uh, pretty good. Um, Calvin was running the boat the other day, had a hit for 32, and we had a hit yesterday for 50 on a three-quarter day. Outstanding. Not Woo-hoo. bad. Not bad. So, and how far are you having to go? Uh, around 20, 20 miles or so. Yeah. Um, so it is a little, you are spending some time driving, but it's definitely – worth what you're seeing and what you're getting. Yeah, and, and I want to stress that, you know, you bring up another thing I want to talk about, um, and if you can hang tenor, I'll, I'll go ahead and do this with you on. You know, here's the deal, folks. You have to get to the place, so you're going to spend some time. In that downtime, if you want to chug a lot, a lot of beers down, and that's fine. But that's the time that you should be getting re- your, your gear ready. Make sure you got fresh line. Your knots are good. Your your your, your hooks are ready to go. They're, they're sharp. Uh, try some circle hooks. I mean, whatever you're going to do to fish, have that stuff ready. Because when it goes, it goes off. And it, it could be you could travel for 90% of the day, and that 10% that they bite will make your year sometimes. But you need to be prepared, and you need to be aware of what's going on at the rail okay so you're not tank spending your time in tangles or getting busted off when you get the opportunity you need to maximize it so tanner you know you're out there on the boat is there any two or three tips that you would give out to the general public um i mean one of the biggest things is realizing you know as soon as we uh as soon as we leave the harbor we're about three miles out we're actively fishing so I know it seems like we're driving a lot, but be patient with it because that'll really that'll make or break your day. Um, secondly, is like you're saying, use that time to get ready. Make sure you got every everything all set up, and uh, make sure you come prepared. That was our, our biggest thing, you know. People not having the right gear, they're they're having their bass gear, and we're hooking 25 pound Dorado, or mm-hmm. you know, just kind of making sure you're you're prepared and ready for the day. And you, Make sure you have a good attitude, you know? In other words, That's don't do what thing. I do. Don't do what I do and go out with a bass rod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, no, it's, I mean, you can catch these ones on, on the bass here. 
but it's gonna it's gonna hurt your uh, your ratio for sure. Right, exactly. So yeah, this is one you want to try and maximize. So if somebody were to get on the boat with you right there out of Dana Wharf, uh, what pound class would you tell them to be prepared with? Um, so test wise, I would say definitely have anywhere from twenty to or ten to thirty. Ten to thirty. Um, lately. It, Lately, it's been they're biting on the twenty pound, but there's been days where they're finicky, and we're using super, super small hooks with ten pound tack. All right, hey, listen, Tanner, I got the I got to go on a break, so thanks for calling in, and we'll put out the information on the Helena at Adina Worth Sport Fishing. Go get them, go slay them, okay? Perfect. All Thank right. you very much. Have a good day. Thanks, Tanner. All right, folks, this is Angels Radio AMA thirty KLA Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Radio. AMA 30. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. We've got roughly about 10 minutes, Ron, left in the show, and so we want to make sure we wrap up a couple of things here. Number one, I just want everybody to remember, we do have Taco Tuesday this Tuesday. This Tuesday evening, we'll be at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, raising money for Fishers of Men West Coast, because we're getting ready at the end of the month to head back down Actually, at the end of the month of September, we're going to head back down to the East Cape and give away some shoes to the the very need, uh, the very needy in the area. Um, this is what we why we do a lot. All the Dark Taco Tours is raise money, and Thursday we raise some money as well aboard the Enterprise, and we love helping and assisting fishers and men West Coast. So um, that. This Taco Tuesday, this Tuesday, it's Taco Tuesday at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, located where, Ron? 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. It is south of the 405, unless you're coming the other way. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you you also had a couple of things you wanted to say. Uh, yeah, we have, um, I have 
two trips going out, uh, one each week. I have the some fun on the 14th. I do have five spots. And you call 714-969-9750. And we are limiting that to 25 people. And if everybody hasn't caught on what's going on right now, I, I do not see it slowing down because we hit water uh, roughly into the 76. To, uh, there were a couple spots, 77 degrees. So wow. I, And then the following week, we have the Helena, which we just got off the um, phone with. And that we're only going to take 12 people. Wow. So when is that one? That one is on the 22nd of September. Mm-hmm. And you call 714-969-9750. And I have five spots still okay perfect all right folks so if you're going to go fishing you want to go fishing with us those are two great trips some fun uh on the 14th, 14th and the helena, helena on the 22nd on the 22nd helena with only 12 people just <clears> think <throat> about that and you may be getting a call from me uh both times we went out we left early mm-hmm. so uh you know maybe be left we actually left a half hour early. Uh, leaving a half hour early it's not necessarily because you're going far away but you want to be the ba- the first at the bay receiver right. <laughs> okay get loaded up and going all right um having said that thank you very much andrew you still on the line Oh yeah, still here. Okay, did um, is there anything you want to talk about? I yep, mean, um, I do want to congratulate uh, Tucker uh, Tucker McCombs from uh, the uh, Endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we voted a bluefin uh, that was taped out at 315 pounds. Wow! Um, I haven't seen a 300 hit this season yet, uh, so this could be the first one. I think uh, there, there I think there's been two, yeah. but not confirmed. Um, I think there's been mm-hmm. two other ones. Uh, but listen, a super cow anytime is very welcome. All right. Oh and, yeah. Especially all right. Out of a- <laughs> yeah. Now, um, uh, Carson, is there? Is there? I know we call them cows over uh, 200. Super cows over 300. What? What's? Is is there a name for over 400 or no? Yeah, mega cow. Mega cow. And over 500. We haven't uh, had that yet in in, uh, in the Pacific. Okay, well, because no, the reason time. is I want a coin one. I'm going to we're call it the super duper cow. We'll call it the surgy cow. The super duper surgy cow. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, so I coined it. I coined it, and now it's out there in in the airwaves. It knows that I said it first. Super duper. Okay, over 500. Good luck. All right. Yeah, I'll catch that with my bass rod. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah, and my number two. Hey, I know Jonathan. My number four hook. I know Jonathan is still uh, listening, and I, uh, Oliver maybe. But, uh, hey, you know why um, there are no tornadoes in Dallas, the stadium? Because oh, yeah. they don't touch down there. Because they don't touch down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, and well, we never said he had good jokes. Okay, we never That's said right. he had good jokes. All right. Um, uh, as far as um, any housekeeping things, um, we've got a couple of trips coming up. I know we'll be on the uh, El Dorado tomorrow night for a day and a half. We're sold out on that. We have the Ocean Odyssey coming up the following week. I believe we're are we sold out on that one yep. too? We're sold out on that one as well. Um, and I mean, if you guys want to know where to, where to, where to go to come fish with us, um, you got to go to anglerchronicles.com and it says, there's a tab up there that says, um, AC schools go right there and the entire list will pop up and whatever's left for the rest of the year, come on out. Um, I want to take this moment just to thank everybody. Okay. For their thoughts and prayers for my dad. Believe me, they were felt, they were heard. 
And um, I can't believe uh, they gave him uh, a really negative um, survival rate, okay? And we, that's what we said, let's just bring him home. And in three weeks or so, I've been able to, you know, work with him and with physical therapist, my sister, who's a doctor, and we got him up, and he was doing uh, crossword puzzles with me. <laughs> Not, I mean, um, puzzles, uh, jigsaw puzzles with me, and we got him on a walker, and we're getting him moving. He um, absolutely shattered his hip. So he had a full hip replacement, and at 86 years old, eh, it's a tough one. Plus, he has some other uh, conditions um, along with it, so... Uh, I, my words uh, uh, that I would say to everybody, if you're still fortunate to have your, your your parents, no matter what age, go spend some time with them because, you know, I'll be honest, I, I, I allowed myself to get busy throughout the year and not really pay attention. It took uh, somewhat of an emergency to force me to go back home and see my folks, okay? And um, uh, you know what? I wouldn't change that for the world. And I was talking to Ron throughout the week and, He's going, how's it going up there? I go, you know what? It's tough. It's humbling. But it's one of the greatest blessings I ever had. So, And if you're not lucky to have your parents, make sure that you indoctrinate your kids so that they're there for you when the time comes. Okay? Because we started at a very young age, and we end, hopefully, in a very old age. And there's a time in the beginning where they take care of us because we need it. And there comes a time at the end when they need the care and we need to give it to them. All right. So that's just my um, my few words. But I, again, I just want to thank everyone who reached out, everyone who, who prayed and, and, and thought for all the positive thoughts. And again, they were felt and they were there. And, and Ron, I think I'm going to go back up there in a couple of weeks. Just uh, But this time it'll be more just to hang out with my dad. You know, I want to take advantage of that. So hang out with the ones you love. Tell them you love them before it's too late. Um, and you never know what tomorrow brings, okay? And um, yeah, I, I just, I get emotional, but that that that's the thing. Now, I'm back. I'm going to go fishing. So tomorrow night, Ron, we're going fishing. And um, you know what I love about what, what uh, Tanner said? He said 10 pounds. Right. Ten, Steve, ten pounds. <clears throat> I, I noticed that. Uh, I was waiting for you to jump in on that one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't you know, I'm, I'm sure he's talking because uh, they they love to fish the, the the along the side of the kelp. That's great for for calico yeah. bass. But I'm thinking to myself, on the ocean odyssey, if it's that crazy, <laughs> you, I, I'm going to bring out eight pounds. You, you know, I, I've yeah. got an old reel. Okay, an old reel, and you're going to love this one, Steve. It is a pen squitter, 146. Uh, I still have Was it a 146? Yes. Okay. That would be the little one, yes. Okay, and it does. I used to fish eight-pound test on it, and um, I, I think I'm going to bring it I out. I still have mine. I think I'm going to bring it out. It, it, it's it's not occupied. I think it's got the tib Tiburon frame on that one. And, I, I hope that Rick comes down off the wheelhouse and takes it out of your hand and throws it in the water. Why? <laughs> it's in perfect shape. Just to stop you from doing it. I did. Yeah, yeah, I know the manufacturer's not going to like this, but you know what? People always come up to us and go, hey, you know, I want to go fishing with you guys. Um, um, what should I bring? And I go, did you ever go fishing? Well, yeah. And he goes, yeah, my, my stuff is old. And I said, okay. Did you ever catch fish on it? Well, yeah. Well, the fish haven't changed. So if your gear's in good condition, 
they'll work. Um, unfortunately, but Sergio, Sergio, yeah. one okay. thing, one asterisk to that. Uh-huh. Fresh line. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Fresh doesn't mean from this decade. Fresh means from this week. Yeah, from this particular trip. I, I agree. I agree. Well, I'll tell you what, Jonathan's already coming back at you about your, your, your Dallas Cowboy comment. Okay. Well, okay. So I've had a couple people, uh, well, actually, uh, Andrew wants us to mention, you know, that, hey, all the old stuff is working for the bluefin, knife jigs, uh, flat balls, uh, the, the, um, with the Max, um, the Mad Max, Mad Max, Max jigs uh, and the four and five. And so they're all working again. So get well, out Well, if you paid attention when, when Don actually said, you know, when you're catching these Dorado, I know the Dorado are not really hitting the, the jigs, but if you send the jig, that'll sink a little bit. Okay, they're catching bluefin and yellowfin underneath yeah, yeah. them in well, yellowtail. We we saw yellowtail, but you couldn't get through the Dorado. Right. And well, you so can get through them with jigs. Jig and an, okay, right. so try one of those Colt snipers or one of the uh, um, uh, what are the Williamsons called? Um, the Williamson Gomame. If you can find one of those, no. hundred grammer blue and chrome. Uh, you know, uh, black and chrome. They don't really care that much about the color. It's more the size. Right. All right. Listen, everybody, uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. And do us a favor and get out on the water. Uh, Now, if you want to catch some Dorado, you don't have to go very far at all. They're right in our own backyard. Three-quarter day. I mean, what's a three-quarter-day trip, about 80 bucks these days? Um, 85 to 100. Okay, you can go have some fun. You can come home with some, you know, some Dorado. Well, at least if you listen to the tips we try to give you, okay? Yeah. If you're that one guy that always thinks he knows more than the rest, well, good luck to you. I always wish you the absolute best to catch some fish. But if you're not and you're not catching fish, you see somebody that is catching fish, don't be afraid to ask. Okay, and, and and most of us, we we will help you. We want everybody to catch fish. All right. Anything else, Ron? Yeah, I'd like to say I just got a note from the coach at Golden West College, uh, John Ship. Uh, mm-hmm. Good morning. They're listening to us. Very good. Good so morning. Good morning. Golden I haven't West. heard from him in a while. But I went to Orange Coast. Is that a, is that a problem? I took some Golden courses. Golden West. No, nah, they're well. One of them's a pirate, and one of them's a. Uh, what it, what is the other one called? I have no idea, but it's all good. They're yeah. all the local ones, okay? <laughs> so um, with a minute to go, Carson, thanks, my bud. And are you going fishing anytime soon? Uh, yeah, but I'll be I'll be on next week's show. So don't excellent, worry. excellent. Andrew, you're start digging, start going down. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll be on a boat tonight. So hopefully, I'll be getting them. Which okay. boat are you on? Uh, I'm heading out on a tornado for an overnight. I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Which one? Tornado. The Tornado? Okay. Tornado? Oh, excellent. Well, let go hey, say, say hi to uh, Captain Ray for me, please. Yeah, and then um, what, what, I, what I haven't figured how you do this. You know, how do you get your rod and reel out in the water with you on the hook? <laughs> well, that's worm. why I bring a boat. I have to use a worm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great uh, weekend. Thank you so much, Steve, Andrew, and everybody that joined into the show. Folks, this is Anger Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30K LAA. We are out going fishing. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.